0: The the lesson is taken from 1 Kings 18 verses 1 to 15. After a long time in the third year, the word of the Lord came to Elijah, go and present yourself to Ahab and I will send rain on the land. So Elijah went to present himself to Ahab. Now the famine was severe in Samaria and Ahab had summoned Obadiah, his palace administrator. Obadiah was a devout believer in the Lord. While Jezebel was killing off the Lord's prophets, Obadiah had taken a hundred prophets and hidden them in two caves, 50 in each, and had supplied them with food and water. Ahab had said to Obadiah, go through the land to all the springs and valleys. Maybe we can find some grass to keep the horses and mules alive, so we will not have to kill any of our animals. So they divided the land they were to cover, Ahab going in one direction, and Obadiah in another. As Obadiah was walking along, Elijah met him. Obadiah recognized him, bowed down to the ground, and said, Is it really you, my lord Elijah? Yes, he replied. Go tell your master Elijah is here. What have I done wrong asked Obadiah that you are handing your servant over to Ahab to be put to death as surely as the Lord your God lives there is not a nation or kingdom where my master has not sent someone to look for you and whenever a nation or kingdom claimed you were not there he made them swear they could not find you but now you tell me to go to my master and say Elijah is here I don't know where the spirit of the Lord may carry you when I leave you. If I go and tell Ahab and he doesn't find me, he will kill me. Yet I, your servant, have worshipped the Lord since my youth. Haven't you heard, my Lord, what I did while Jezebel was killing the prophets of the Lord? I hid a hundred of the Lord's prophets in two caves, fifty in each, and supplied them with food and water. And now you told me to go to my master and say, Elijah is here. He will kill me. Elijah said, as the Lord Almighty lives, whom I serve, I will surely present myself to Ahab today.
1: Great. Thanks, Jane. I'm going to use this. I'm not blessed with height, so I don't stand behind that. (laughs) I can see you better here. So, um, let's just pray, actually, before we start. There's a great verse in Psalms. It says, The teaching of the Word gives light. And so I pray this morning, Lord, that you will illuminate your truth. What is it you want to say to us? And will you open our eyes, our ears, and our hearts so that we can be fully transformed by you today. Amen. So, We come to the next part of Elijah's story, and I think today's passage is a bit of a strange passage, Um, but it's sandwiched between two quite amazing stories. So last week, Mark spoke about the widow and the amazing supernatural provision of the bread and the healing, and next week we have a very amazing story about Mount Carmel with Baal and how Yahweh shows up. But this week we have this quite sort of unusual passage about Elijah meeting Obadiah and Obadiah oversaw King Ahab's palace and basically it's about Elijah presenting himself to the king with a specific message from God. And as I sort of wrestled with this passage a bit and prayed and prepared, I really felt that the Lord said, just focus on the first couple of verses, and that's what we're going to do this morning. And we're going to see how that that fits into the much bigger picture of Elijah's journey and context. And we're going to look at three things this morning. We're going to look at trusting in the God we know, speaking the voice of hope, and lastly, a wholehearted return back to God. So for me, this passage is really like a sort of small piece of jigsaw that kind of fits into a really big jigsaw puzzle of God's love story for his people. And the Old Testament, which I have grown to really love this last year, is really a love story of Yahweh in relentless pursuit of his people, his treasured possession, despite their failures. Yahweh is continually providing opportunities for his people to repent, to turn back to him and to say that he is their God, the only God in whom they should trust and in whom they should stay faithful to, to live under his covenant. So Matt, two weeks ago, gave us a bit of a history and explained how evil King Ahab was. And it says in 1 Kings 16, verse 30, that King Ahab did evil in the sight of the Lord more than all who were before him. And we also know that there was idol worship at this time. And it was prevalent, especially with Baal, who we will see come into play next week. And there was, if you like, a bit of a Baal epidemic, And it seemed that Yahweh was perhaps almost a bit non-existent or even outdated. And so as we look at today's passage, it's helpful to see it in the bigger picture of what has happened so far. And what is God trying to say? What's he trying to say to his people then? And what is he trying to say to us today as we sit here, SML? So the drought had lasted for about three years and it had been catastrophic. It was an agrarian society that relied heavily or completely on agriculture. So the country is literally starving to death. And then we come to our passage this morning. So we're gonna look at verse one and two. It says, after a long time, in the third year, the word of the Lord came to Elijah. Go and present yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain on the land. So Elijah went to present himself to Ahab. So my first point, if you like, is Elijah trusted in the God he knew. The first five words, go present yourself to Ahab. Now, Elijah has already done this previously. We've read that in the the last few chapters. And he told the most powerful evil king that there was going to be a drought, and this has come to pass, as we've seen, and has been catastrophic. But now he is to go again. That's even more daunting. That's even more frightening. He knows what King Ahab is like and what he's capable of. But he has to go knowing who his God is is. Elijah has to fully trust in who God says he is, as shown on his journey so far. And God has been with him so far. We've seen how the drought has happened and how God brought him provision through the ravens. He provided for him with the widow, with supernatural provision of bread and healing. Elijah has a bit to go on here. His God is in charge. His God is real, alive and powerful, so go and present yourself to the most evil king that there's been who despises you, whose wife has literally killed off every prophet there was. This is incredibly dangerous and yet there is no assurance that Elijah will be kept safe. He was just told to go. The only assurance is that God says he will send rain. I will send rain. But Elijah is confident. He is confident in his God. In verse 15, as the Lord of hosts lives before whom I stand, I will surely present myself to Ahab today. For me, it's loud and clear. Yahweh is showing who he is. Yahweh is in control. He is in charge here. So I was thinking about this. And I was thinking do we trust in who God says he is and in what he says and in what he says he's going to do? Will you trust me Elijah? Will you trust me Kate? Will you trust me Matt? Will you trust me Jess? Will you trust me David? Will you trust me. I wonder if you've ever been in a situation which feels like your whole life or maybe somebody who loves life has really depended on trusting in the Lord, or maybe you're facing that now, or whether you've been in a situation that is so overwhelmingly daunting and frightening. Do you trust me, Kate, despite your circumstances? This year, I have heard the whisper of God say to me, do you trust me, Kate? I heard it. It wasn't condemning, it wasn't harsh, but I heard the Lord say to me on a few occasions, do you trust me, Kate? Do you trust the God that you sing about, that I sing about regularly to you guys? Do you trust me, despite what your circumstances are telling you who I am? Do you trust the God that you've built your life on? And I can honestly tell you here that I have replied to the Lord, and I remember on the beach one time particularly, I don't know Lord, I don't know. I believe it in my head and in my heart, but when the rubber hits the road, when it really matters, when I'm in the presence of my enemies, physically, spiritually, or mentally, Can I trust you to be who the God you have said you are throughout the ages? The same God that showed himself to Elijah is the same God that we put our trust in today. Yesterday, today and forever. The God of the Old Testament, the God of the New Testament revealed in Jesus. The God who longs for us to trust him because he loves his people, his treasured possession back then, and his treasured possession today. Like Elijah, we have to be confident in knowing who our God is. Who does he say he is? What has God done in the past for me that has shown me he has been with me alongside me, providing for me, showing up when it matters, like he did for Elijah. I came across this great quote from Corrie Ten Boom, never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. That what Elijah had to do in this situation. His future was unknown as he had to present himself to this most evil king who wanted him dead, but his God was known. He was known to be trustworthy and to provide. And secondly, as we go back to these verses, speaking the voice of hope, God says, I will send rain on the land. I will send rain on the land. We know that idol worship was prevalent, as we've said, and Baal was this key God. In fact, one of his names was Lord, and I think both Matt and Mark had mentioned, he was was a God who was seen to control the agriculture because he controlled the rain. And I don't think it's any surprise here that Yahweh is saying, "Uh uh-uh, you have no power here. I decide when the famine ends. I will send rain on the land. Elijah was to present himself with a prophetic message to a pagan culture, but that Yahweh was in charge. And not only was God in charge, Yahweh, but he, Yahweh, was the life bringer. Rain would end the drought and restore the land. Yahweh decides, and Yahweh does it. And I think also, as I was thinking about this, God too, he sends us and he helps us go into a pagan culture with a prophetic voice of God, proclaiming that he is the living God. He is the one that will bring an end to famines, physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, I wonder where you might see those famines today in our culture or maybe in our own lives. He, Yahweh, is the source of life, and his prophetic voice will bring the reins of truth and hope to us as individuals, but also to our culture. God spoke, Elijah listened, Elijah obeyed and God acted. God still speaks, we listen, we obey, and God acts. Sounds a bit daunting, I think he's got our backs. He never let Elijah down, so he's not gonna let us down. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And remember, Elijah was, as one writer put, an obscure nobody, he had no social standing. God uses anyone he wishes. I think Matt spoke about that. Anyone who loves him, anyone who knows him, and anyone who wants to serve him. I read this quote, great things can be done by those who know who they are and who God is. And as I was preparing this, it was a a story came to mind, a very simple story really, about my dad. And my dad um, was a vicar for most of his life. He's now retired. And the thing that I really love about my dad is that he has this amazing confidence in who his God is. An amazing confidence in who his God is. And he will literally go anywhere and everywhere to tell about who his God is and we have so many stories as a family of the most unusual places where my God has gone, where, where my dad has gone to, to tell others about his faith and about who his God is. And one particular situation came to mind as I was preparing and it was when my dad and I were actually contestants on the BBC show The Generation Game. Anyone watch The Generation Game? Now that's something you didn't know about me, that's a new fact. And I can tell you that you can't find it on YouTube. It's too old. <laughs> so don't go looking. <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, my kids have tried, and they can't find it. So it's a very unusual story, really. So my, I, I used to love the show when I was a kid. And um, my dad and I ended up being contestants. We went through all the auditions. Anyway, we were on the set and the BBC. And I was involved in some separate filming for part of the show that was happening. which is another story and I'm not going into now. And uh, my dad was sat on the sidelines with, um, it was Jim Davidson who was the host at the time, bit of a character, Jim Davidson. And so we had quite a long time doing this, this filming and my dad just literally told Jim Davidson who his faith really, who his God was, just there and then for quite some time. And at the end, the director came up to my, my dad and said, I, I saw you having this really animated conversation with Jim for some time. What, what was going on? And dad said, well, I'm a Christian. I was sharing my faith, who my God is. And she said, well, I'm a Christian too. And many of us, there's a group of us that have been praying for Jim for, for a very long time. It's an amazing, just a simple story. But for me, my dad, he's, a, he's an Elijah. He goes with this voice of hope wherever it's the most obscure situations so i wonder this morning lord where do you want us to go how can we be elijah's today how can we take your life your life giving message it's not just a message it's a life giving message where do you want to take us and finally as I was preparing, again, I, I found this passage, to be honest, I found this passage quite a hard passage. I was a bit like, my husband got the really good one last week. And I think Matt's got a brilliant one next week. I wasn't gonna say this. I was a bit miffed when I got this passage. I was like, Lord, what on earth? Can I get from this with donkeys not finding water or something? I don't know, I was really struggling. But I'd, God was so gracious. As, as I kind of read it, and wrestled with it, and prayed about it. And I really, I had this phrase come to mind, and I, I remember walking on the beach with Mark, I said, Mark, write it down, write it down while I remember, because I feel this is, this is something for us today. And it was, clear the idols out, and seek me only. Clear the idols out, and seek me only. And I have felt this so passionately about about this talk for this morning, an invitation, like a wholehearted return back to the Lord, like a purity, a pure coming back to Yahweh. Elijah was one of the very few that stayed faithful to Yahweh. Most had turned their back, had built their lives on different idols. And I think if we're going to be Elijah's, we have to clear out these idols and seek Yahweh, our God only. It's I just feel there's this call on us at the moment to fully return back to the Lord, not half heartedly, whole hearted return back to the Lord. And I think he's repeating what he said in the Old Testament there is to be no other God but me. You clear out the idols, return back to me, my treasured people, back then and now. This is God's loving invitation. To us, and it was the context back then for Elijah and the people of Israel, and it's our context too. And I was thinking about sorry, I've just slide 10. Sorry, I felt like this. Come, come sorry, can we put that slide back up? I lost my place. Sorry, come back to me completely. I am your God, I will be with you, and I will bring life, I will bring the rain come back to me completely, I am your God, I will be with you, I will bring life, I will send rain on the land. And I just wonder, and I speak to myself about this too, I wonder what idols have got in the way, and I don't mean the obvious ones, I mean the subtle ones, I wonder what idols have got in the way of us wholeheartedly coming back to our God Holy Spirit I just I pray that you show us show us this week Lord what idols do we need to get rid of Lord we need to come back to you wholeheartedly you are the life giver, the life bringer and it's it's that message that we have to take that message that we've got to take back to our culture. Some of you probably heard about the Asbury Revival earlier this year in February over in Kentucky. Now, I can't vouch for all of it, I obviously didn't go, but I heard some stories of of it and some people who'd gone there. And I think the one thing that struck me was, you know, there were these hundreds and hundreds of, of especially young people literally on their knees just with like this wholehearted desire to come back to the lord and there was a story. i had the stories about the worships obviously you know that's my that's my passion and they would literally say to someone can you sing quite important <laughs> and if they said yes they'd go come come and they led them into a time of confession and then they said right you just get up and lead need some worship there was There was no big shebang no big band and and it was like the idols of even worship were stripped away right away because it was all on yahweh all on god i I don't know there was just there's something about that and and again mark and i went to wildfires earlier this summer in may I, i have been to so many new wines and conferences they're all brilliant this year there was I don't know, there was something about it. There was something about these young people that came in at the end. They were on fire. They were desperate. They were desperate to be just with God. It was amazing. It was amazing. I don't, I don't know. I, I, this is what was on my heart this morning. A wholehearted return back to God. Wholehearted. Just think what life-giving message we can do when we are wholeheartedly back on the Lord. So that's it really this morning. Trusting in a God that we know, taking that life-giving message of hope to our pagan culture and a whole-hearted return to God. Can, should we stand? I know I'm just gonna pray, that's okay. Yahweh, the God of the Old Testament and the God of the New Testament. Will you help us to put our trust back in you, the God we know, the God that's walked alongside us, who's provided for us, who showed up when it's mattered. Help us to trust you, especially in those overwhelming times and in our times of famine, Lord. Help us to be confident, Elijahs, to bring your life-giving message wherever you send us. Lord, bring your rains of hope, truth, and life to the famines in our lives and in our culture today. And Lord, help us to clear out the idols so that we can wholeheartedly turn back to you.